0: Sport in this place. Five, four, three, two, one.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome.
2: Breaking through with Olam. Olem.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Welcome along to episode 15 of my podcast show, Breaking Through with Olim. I'd intended for this podcast to be all about my recent appearance at the Ministry of Sound on Friday the 1st of March, but I've decided to focus on a topic more personal and relevant to my current surroundings, and that is mental health. If you subscribe to my podcast, you'll remember that episode 7 was all about my own experiences with mental health issues. I had felt it important that I was able to give an unedited look behind what drives me, the difficulties I sometimes face, and also an attempt to blow away the stigma attached to men and mental health. On Friday the 1st of March, I was fortunate enough to be sat on a train into London for my Ministry of Sound appearance, some wonderful people on their way to an awards dinner so trish keaton andy hall nicola ellis and sam wall this podcast is dedicated to you and the amazing work you all do through my involvement with dj development and in particular the facebook group dj growth lab i have come to meet george fonseca and his lovely wife maria they have told me recently how they have followed my podcast show and having listened to my show on mental health, wanted to get in touch to see if I'd be interested in participating in the event they were organizing to be held in High Wycombe on the 9th of March called Box Open Mind. First of all, I was hugely flattered to be told that my episode seven had touched them so much that they wanted to get in touch and say so. Their own story is one of having to deal with mental health issues, and it was truly inspiring to hear about their journey and also that they wanted me to DJ at the event, I obviously accepted. You see, I'm also harboring a feeling of disbelief. Over Christmas, an army colleague of mine who had now become a police officer tragically took his own life, left behind a shattered community, devastated family and shocked friends. I was confused why people with so much to live for felt absolute despair and went on to take their own lives. What is happening to our community where people feel that they have nowhere to turn to and choose to leave those that they love? I've previously spoken about mental health and coming up you'll hear some sound bites taken from the Box Open Minds event in High Wycombe. I'll be asking some of the DJs about what motivated them to get involved and what mental health means to them But first, I want to chat about post-traumatic stress disorder, otherwise known as PTSD. So, what is PTSD, I may ask? PTSD is caused by traumatic experiences in life like the following. Violence against you, childhood abuse, a car accident, military combat or being in a war zone and natural disaster like an earthquake or fire or just simply seeing someone else die. Not everyone who experiences these things develops PTSD. The risk of PTSD depends on how the experience affects you. PTSD is more likely if the traumatic event is unexpected, goes on for a long time, involves being trapped, is caused by people, causes many deaths, causes mutilation, or involves children. 10 surprising facts about PTSD. Number one, symptoms can appear years after the traumatic event. People who experience trauma can develop PTSD, but a diagnosis can be tricky. Diagnosis requires that a person experiences PTSD symptoms for at least a month. Symptoms can include anxiety, depression, and flashback. Some people do not experience any symptoms until years later which can cause them to think something else is wrong. However, brains are unique and everyone processes things differently, so it is quite common for someone not to develop PTSD until long after a traumatic event has occurred. Number 2 Women are at higher risk of developing PTSD. More women have PTSD than men. This fact goes against the common stereotype that PTSD only affects combat veterans. So it is especially surprising sexual trauma may become more likely to cause PTSD than any other trauma. Number 3. You can't just get over PTSD. Too often society treats mental health issues the same as physical health issues and expects people to heal easily and within a certain time frame. PTSD, like other mental health disorders, are not easy to overcome. There are a variety of treatment methods to help manage symptoms, but finding a therapist who deals in PTSD can be especially helpful. Number four, symptoms can be subtle. Symptoms of PTSD may not always be obvious to the person experiencing them or to those around them. PTSD symptoms can often look like depression, which can lead to misdiagnosis. Number five, therapy might be all that is needed for treatment. There are a variety of treatment options for PTSD and while medication can be very helpful, it isn't the only option. Often, just talking to a professional can be the most effective way to work through trauma and to learn how to manage the symptoms. Number six, there are different types of flashbacks. Each person with PTSD has his or her own trigger that can cause a flashback. The type of flashback can also differ from person to person. Some people experience extremely vivid flashbacks where they are essentially transported back to the traumatic event, while others don't experience flashbacks at all. There is also middle ground flashback where people don't vividly picture the event, but certainly feel overwhelmed and anxious or they are they unsure why. Number seven, exercise helps manage PTSD. Studies show exercise helps people manage a variety of mental health disorders, including stress and depression. The benefits of exercise also apply to those with PTSD. Some studies even suggest that constant exercise can have the same positive effects as therapy. Number eight, people have different thresholds for trauma. Not everyone would develop PTSD after a traumatic event. This is simply because we're all wired differently. And have different thresholds. It is important to remember that we all respond to events in our own way and it does not make any of us better or worse than anyone else. Number nine, children can also develop PTSD. Children recognize, understand and process things far more than adults realize. Anything that can cause an adult trauma can also cause a child trauma. Whether it is a car crash, sexual assault or something else, it is entirely possible for a child to develop PTSD. Children are likely to express a trauma in how they play. For instance, their drawings might be darker, or they may pretend to hold a gun if they've witnessed a shooting. PTSD in teens, on the other hand, is more likely to manifest the way it does in adults and exhibit itself in anger or aggressive behavior. Number 10, more and more people are developing PTSD. The Department of Defence is diagnosing and treating an increasing number of veterans with PTSD. According to research about 5% of troops have PTSD diagnosed. So what are PTSD symptoms? PTSD and trauma symptoms can vary in intensity over time. You may have more symptoms when you are stressed in general or when you run into reminders of what went through. For example, you may hear a car backfire and relive combat experiences. Or you may see a report in the news about a sexual assault and feel overcome by memories of your own assault. People react to traumatic experiences in a variety of ways. Some may experience symptoms of trauma which dissipate over a number of weeks. However, if the symptoms of trauma continue for longer than a month, PTSD may be present. Trauma symptoms vary from person to person. But some examples are increased anxiety and emotional arousal, hypervigilance, always on constant red alert, intense physical reactions to reminders of the event, e.g. pounding heart, nausea, muscle tension, sweating, irritability or outbursts of anger, irrational and intense fear, reduced Tolerance to noise. A difficulty in concentrating. Being easily moved to tears. Panic attacks. Anxiety. Depression. Mood swings. Feeling jumpy and easily startled. Or the difficulty of falling or staying asleep. There is anger or aggressive behavior or the tensing of muscles. PTSD can also manifest itself in avoidance and numbing. We have work-related relationship problems. Inability to remember important aspect of the trauma. Loss of interest in activities and life in general. A sense of limited future. The feeling of being numb and empty. We tend to avoid people and places. We feel isolated, There's frequent periods of withdrawal into oneself. We may also re-experience the traumatic event, flashbacks, acting or feeling like the event is happening again, or nightmares, either of the event or other frightening things or feelings of intense distress when reminded of the trauma. Other common symptoms include feeling suicidal, self-harm and self-destructive tendencies, feeling distrustful and suspicious, or we blame others. There's also guilt, shame, embarrassment or self-blame, the misuse of alcohol, drugs, gambling or food. You may also feel exhausted, or you seek out high risk or dangerous pursuits. Or you may also have physical aches and pains, or you may overact to minor situations. There may also be a fear of being alone or being in crowds. Individuals with PTSD almost always have altered cortisol levels and prolonged exposure to these increased hormones can cause some unexpected and very inconvenient problems. So how can you help somebody with PTSD? When someone you care about suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder, it can leave you feeling overwhelmed. The changes in your loved one can worry or even frighten you. You may feel angry about what's happening to your family and your relationship or hurt by your loved one's distance and moodiness. But it is important to know that you are not helpless. Your support can make all the difference for your partner, friend, or family member's recovery. With your help, your loved one can overcome PTSD and move on with their life. Living with someone who has PTSD, PTSD can take heavy toll on relationships, it can be hard to understand your loved ones behaviour, why they are less affectionate and more volatile. You may feel like you're walking on eggshells or living with a stranger. You may have to take on bigger share of household tasks, deal with the frustration of a loved one who won't open up or even deal with anger or disturbing behaviour. The symptoms of PTSD can also lead to job loss, substance abuse and other problems that affect the whole family. It's hard not to take the symptoms of PTSD personally, but it's important to remember that person with PTSD may not always have control over their own behavior. Your loved one's nervous system is stuck in a state of constant alert, making them continually feel vulnerable and unsafe. This can lead to anger, irritability, depression, mistrust and other PTSD symptoms that your loved one just can't simply choose to switch off. With the right support from friends and family though, your loved one's nervous system can become unstuck and they can finally move on from traumatic events. So helping somebody with PTSD, tip number one, provide social support. It's common for people with PTSD to withdraw from friends and family. While it's important to respect your loved one's boundaries, your comfort and support can help the person with PTSD overcome feelings of helplessness, grief and despair. In fact, trauma experts believe that face-to-face support from others is the most important factor in PTSD recovery. Knowing how to best demonstrate your love and support for somebody with PTSD isn't always easy. You can't force your loved one to get better, but you can play a major role in the healing process by simply spending time together. Don't pressure your loved one into talking, it can be very difficult for people with PTSD to talk about their traumatic experiences. For some, it can even make them feel worse. Instead, let them know you're willing to listen when they want to talk or just hang out when they don't. Comfort for someone with PTSD comes from a feeling engaged and accepted by you, not necessarily from talking. Do normal things with your loved one. Things that have nothing to do with PTSD or the traumatic experience. Encourage the loved one to participate in rhythmic exercise, seek out friends and pursue hobbies that bring pleasure. Take a fitness class together, go dancing or set a regular lunch date with friends and family. Let your loved one take the lead rather than telling him or her what to do. Everyone with PTSD is different but most people instinctively know what makes them feel calm and safe take cues from your loved one on how to best provide support and companionship. Manage your own stress. The more calm, relaxed and focused you are, the better you'll be able to help your loved one. Be patient. Recovery is a process that takes time and often involves setbacks. The important thing is to stay positive and maintain support for your loved one. Educate yourself about PTSD. The more you know about the symptoms, effects and treatment options the better equipped you will be able to help your loved one. Understand they are going through and help things in perspective. Accept and expect mixed feelings. As you go through the emotional ringer be prepared for a complicated mix of feelings some of which will, you'll never want to admit. Just remember Having negative feelings towards your family member does not mean you do not love them. Tip number two, be a good listener. While you shouldn't push a person with PTSD to talk, if they do choose to share, try to listen without expectations or judgments. Make it clear that you are interested and that you, are, that you care, but don't worry about giving advice. It's the act of listening attentively that is helpful to your loved one, not what you say. A person with PTSD may need to talk about traumatic event over and over again. This is part of the healing process, so avoid the temptation to tell your loved one to stop rehashing the past and move on. Some of the things your loved one tells you might be very hard to listen to, but it is important to respect their feelings and reactions. If you come across as disapproving or judgmental, they are unlikely to open up to you again communication pitfalls to avoid. Don't give easy answers or blithely tell your loved one everything is going to be okay. Stop your loved one from talking about feelings or fears. Offer unsolicited advice or tell your loved one what they should do. Blame all your relationship or family problems on your loved one's PTSD. Invalidate, minimize or deny your loved one's traumatic experience. Give ultimatums or make threats or demands. Make your loved one feel weak because they aren't coping well as others. Or tell your loved one they were lucky it wasn't worse. Or take over with your own personal experiences or feelings. Tip three, rebuild trust and safety. Trauma alters the way a person sees the world, making it seem like a perpetually dangerous and frightening place. It also damages people's ability to trust others and themselves. If there's any way you can rebuild your loved one's sense of security, it will contribute to their own recovery. Express your commitment to the relationship. Let your loved one know that you're here for the long haul so they feel loved and supported. Create routines. Structure and predictable schedules can restore a sense of stability and security to people with PTSD. Both adults and children benefit from this. Creating routines could involve getting your loved one to help with groceries or housework. For example, maintaining regular time for meals or simply being there for the person. Minimize stress at home. Try to make your loved one have space and time for rest and relaxation. Speak of the future and make plans This can help counteract the common feeling among people with PTSD that their future is limited. Keep your promises. Help rebuild trust by showing that you are trustworthy. Be consistent and follow through on what you say you're going to do. Emphasize your loved one's strengths. Tell your loved one you believe they are capable of recovery and point out all their positive qualities and successes. Encourage your loved one to join a support group. Getting involved with others and what they have gone through, particularly similar traumatic experiences, can help somebody with PTSD feel less damaged and alone. Tip four, anticipate and manage triggers. A trigger is anything, a person, a place, a thing, a situation that reminds your loved one of the trauma and sets off PTSD symptoms, such as flashbacks, Sometimes triggers are obvious. For example, a military veteran may be triggered by seeing his combat buddies or by the loud noises that sound like gunfire. Others may take time to identify and understand, such as hearing a song that was playing when the traumatic event happened. For example, so now that a song or even those in the same musical genre are triggers. Similarly, triggers don't have to be external. Internal feelings and sensations and also trigger PTSD symptoms. Common external PTSD triggers. Sights, sounds, or smells associated with trauma. People, location, or things that recall the trauma. Signific- significant dates or times, such as anniversaries or a specific time of the day. Nature, certain times of weather or seasons. Conversations of media coverage about trauma or negative news events situations that feel confining such as stuck in traffic or at the doctor's office or even in a crowd, relationship, family, school, work or money pressures or arguments, funerals, hospitals or medical treatment. Common internal PTSD triggers include physical discomfort such as hunger, thirst, fatigue, sickness, and sexual frustration. Any body sensation that recalls the trauma, including pain, old wounds, scars, or a similar injury. Strong emotions, especially feeling helpless, out of control, or trapped. Feelings towards family members, including mixed feelings of love, vulnerability, and resentment. Talking to your loved one about PTSD triggers Ask your loved one how they may have coped with triggers in the past in response to an action that seemed to help, as well as those that didn't. Then you can come up with a joint game plan for how you will respond in future. Decide with your loved one how you should respond when they have a nightmare, a flashback or a panic attack. Having a plan in place will make the situation less scary for both of you. You'll also be in a much better position to help your loved one. How to help somebody having a flashback or panic attack. During a flashback, people often feel a sense of disassociation, as if they are detached from their own body. Anything you can do to ground them will help. Tell your loved one they are having a flashback and that even though it feels real, the event is not actually happening again. Help remind them of their surroundings. For example, ask them to look around the room and describe out loud what they see. Encourage them to take deep, slow, Breath. Hyperventilating will often increase the feelings of a panic attack. Avoid sudden movements or anything that might startle them. Ask before you touch them. Touching or putting your arms around a person might make them feel trapped, which can lead to a greater agitation or even violence. Tip 5: Deal with volatility and anger. PTSD can lead to difficulties managing emotions and impulses. In your loved one, this may manifest as extreme irritability, moodiness or explosions of rage. People suffering from PTSD live in constant state of physical and emotional stress. Since they usually have trouble sleeping, it means they're constantly exhausted, on edge and physically strung out, increasing the likelihood that they'll overreact to -to day-to-day stressors. For many people with PTSD, anger can also be a cover for other feelings such as grief, helplessness or guilt. Anger makes them feel powerful instead of weak and vulnerable. Others try to suppress their anger until it erupts when you least expect it. Watch for signs that your loved one is angry such as clenching jaws or fists, talking louder or getting agitated. Take steps to diffuse the situation as soon as you see the initial warning signs. Try to remain calm. During an emotional emotional outburst, try your best to stay calm. This will communicate to your loved one that you are safe and prevent the situation from escalating. Give the person space. Avoid crowding or grabbing that person. This can make them feel This can make a traumatized person feel threatened. Asking how you can help, for example, what can I do to help you right now? You can also suggest a time out or a change of scenery. Put safety first. If the person gets more upset despite your attempts to calm him or her down, leave the house or lock yourself in a room. Call 999 if you feel that your loved one may hurt himself or others. Help your loved one manage their anger. Anger is normal, healthy and it is an emotion. But when chronic explosive anger spirals out of control, it can have serious consequences on a person's relationships, their health and their state of mind. Your loved one can get anger under control by exploring the root issues and learning healthier ways to express their feelings. Tip 6. Take care of yourself. Letting your family members PTSD live, dominate your life while ignoring your own needs is a surefire recipe for burnout and may even lead to secondary traumatisation. You can develop your own trauma symptoms from listening to trauma stories or being exposed to disturbing symptoms like flashbacks. The more depleted and overwhelmed you feel, the greater risk that you are of becoming traumatised yourself. In order to have strength to be there for your loved one over the long haul, and lower your risk of secondary traumatization, you have to nurture and care for yourself. Take care of your physical needs, get enough sleep, exercise regularly, eat properly, and look after any medical issues. Cultivate your own support system. Lean on other family members, trusted friends, your own therapist, support group, or your faith community. Talking about your feelings or what you're going through can be very cathartic. Make time for your own life. Don't give up friends, hobbies, or activities that make you happy. It is important to have things in your life that you look forward to. Spread the responsibility. Ask other family members and friends for assistance so you can take a break. You may also want to seek out respite services in your community. Set boundaries. Be realistic about what you're capable of. Know your limits. Communicate them to your family and other members and others involved and stick to them. So that was a bit about PTSD. But the reason for this podcast is about the work that my friends and I are doing about mental health. More importantly, mental health and the music community. Now is an opportune moment given recent news stories to talk about mental health in the music industry. I think that people are only just starting to get an inkling of what a complete shit show there has been to be involved in the music industry, especially at the performance end. The toll that it takes on those doing it as what I'd call a professional level is insane. There are the obvious physical demands of being on 24-7 without even a passing consideration for time zone changes, long haul travel, relentless shitty food, a complete lack of personal time and privacy. You're mainly surrounded by party people who expect a massive blowout when you come to town as a result. Drink, drugs, furious company are always available on tap. As you get older and more entrenched in this world of music, you find that your adrenals are simply ruined from a constant fight or flight demands of being at your peak, whilst your mental health is absolutely battered from the extreme highs and brutal lows of the calm down. It is no surprise that depression is rife in the music world, but I would be surprised if it wasn't actually the norm, up until recently, it's been, see, uh, it's been seen as weak to voice these thoughts and feelings. Most people look at performing creatives as incredibly privileged people, and even to discuss the negative side of being on stage has routinely elicited the eye roll from countless people on Facebook and elsewhere. Beyond that. I've had numerous friends that argue that creatives shouldn't even get paid for what they do because they, in their wisdom, believe that art should simply be free, gifted to the people. I guess because it conforms with some lofty ideal that they have of artists needing to struggle to be great. Well, artists struggle anyway. The point of this last part that my heart goes out to Keith Flint and the prodigy with recent sad sad news of another life lost far too soon I feel like we grew up together Keith and I and he soundtracked some truly memorable times in my own life I would ask people to be compassionate and understanding about the rigours that the talent in this business put themselves through we continue to lose our friends and colleagues at an alarming rate it's simply okay to not be okay at times. When I set out to record my series Breaking Through with Olam, I had intended for it to be a way of documenting my own journey from bedroom DJ to international DJ. It was intended to be a platform to communicate how I was progressing in my own music career. I have learned through meeting fellow DJ producers that we all have a backstory and we come from different walks of life and we all have our own problems that we manage on a day to day basis. I have met some very talented DJs who have tragic histories and their music is a way of dealing with their own demons. Wellness and health are more important in every aspect of our lives than career development. It is for this reason that I decided that episode 15 should all be about mental health. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed the next couple of interviews. Until the next time, take care of yourself.
2: You can follow Olem on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and listen on SoundCloud, Mixcloud, and iTunes.
3: Okay, so I'm in the Buxton for Minds evening and I am joined with two of the DJs that are playing this evening, so good evening, girls.
2: Hey. Hi. Hiya. So
3: first of all, can you just give us a bit of a backstory about yourself and let me know a little bit about you?
4: Yeah, so um, I'm Stassi B. i am sassy bi am a radio presenter on a radio station called Interbeats FM and that's in Bedford. Um, so I have two shows a week there. Um, one is based around health, wellbeing, and lifestyle on a Wednesday afternoon, and the other one's a Friday afternoon show, which is all about music basically. Cool. And yourself? Hi, yeah,
2: I'm Sandy. Um, I've recently come into DJing, I'm a more mature DJ. Um, my son also does the DJing as well, which is how I got into it originally.
3: Okay, and what brought you to to support an evening like this in Aid of Mind, the charity?
4: Okay, so um, for myself, I know a lot of people that have had those struggles uh, with mental health, but also it's been something that has affected me in many ways. Um, I went through a cancer diagnosis um, and have been critically ill for the last five years. Um, So that was incredibly difficult, um, You know, having to keep my mindset on a level where I was pushing to get better and obviously move forward um, against very low odds, so to speak. So that was what made me want to support this, that there are people out there with struggles and we just quite often don't know what they're going through.
3: So what do you think the importance of this evening is then? Uh, firstly, for yourself, yeah. what does it mean to you to be part of this? And secondly, what do you mean? What do you think it means to the people that are going to join us this evening?
4: For myself, it's giving something back. Um, I've had a lot of support, and I think that mental health awareness is key, so that we just are a little bit nicer and a little bit kinder to each other. And I think that um, in terms of other people, it's it's that cliche saying that it's okay not to be okay but people really do need to believe that that it's okay to not feel great but to reach out to people and let people know that you're not feeling good I think that's the most important thing that people actually reach out and tell people that they're struggling with things in their life.
3: Awesome but what about yourself Sandy because I read your uh, blog earlier that you put on uh, online for us all to read and do you know what actually I was quite blown away with some of the you know, what you felt you were able to share. And it's quite its quite inspiring to read, you know, your backstory. So do you want to share a little bit of that with us? Oh yeah, well
2: thanks for that, Matt. Yeah, I, I wanted to get the blog out there, especially before this event, so that um, all these new guys that I was meeting from my new DJ family would know a little bit of my background. Um, life is incredibly difficult. Um, I have a 21-year-old, severely brain damaged son he's life limited he has a whole host of medical issues Um, life day-to-day can be incredibly stressful Um, I've lost thousands and thousands of hours sleep and been at the point of exhaustion so many times Um, so yeah but you know you go out there you, you put a brave face on but there are times that it's really tough and it's about having people around you that'll go hey you okay today you know, do you need a little bit of help? Or just to give you a hug and, you know, make sure that you're okay.
3: Okay, we're gonna have to speak up a little bit now because <laughs> they've decided to turn the music up. So, uh, tell me a little bit about your set this evening. What what inspired you to pick some of the tracks that you're gonna play? First of all, you, Sandy.
2: Yeah, I, w- I wanted to get really upbeat, funky tracks. Things that everybody is gonna be tapping their feet, wanting to dance. Tracks that really make you smile
4: and make you feel good. And yourself? Um, for myself, because I'm on a little bit earlier in the evening, I wanted to um, play tunes that people would relate to that may have heard before. Might ne- not necessarily be the classic ones, but um, remixes of potentially what, you know, old, old school tunes, basically. So I've kind of thrown in some commercial uh, remixes of old classic house tunes um, nice, nice. just to try to give people a little bit of you know something they're familiar with really nice.
3: so. well I'm looking forward to it and all I can say now before I speak to some of the other guys is wish you all the best and do you know what? actually it's really cool that you guys are here to, this evening to support something like this
2: thank you thanks Matt that's great
3: so I'm joined here by my old faithful compadre, <laughs> and that's Mark Bidoff. We're in the middle of what will be this evening's festivities. So, Mark, first of all, a question outside of your own backstory: Why are you here this evening, and what does this mean to you? So I think
1: as uh, as DJs, um, being part of a bigger and wider community, and, and obviously having uh, friends within that community, you know, such as yourselves and George. Um, mental health sort of gets overlooked from a DJ's perspective. People just sort of think we, you know, DJs did this great high lifestyle and, uh, you know, travel the world and things and, and they don't actually see the negative effects. And then you look at, uh, you know, well, you know, Keith Flint even this week um, from Prodigy, Avicii, have all sort of been, um, people that have sort of succumbed to the mental health issues of, of, of the life of DJing. So I think things like this to raise awareness is, is you know uh, is key to that and that's for me, you know, is being part of raising that awareness. It's,
3: it's Don't you think sense. that an artist in the media industry, particularly like you know, music, there are, people tend to be under an incredible amount of pressure to personify this person that isn't affected by mental health issues. Hasn't got the stress in their life, you know, do you not think that sometimes you're in a position where you have to bury that and be somebody else?
1: I think so, I think when you get to a level, uh, you know, some of these guys, it's, it's that case of people want to see, people don't want to see the, that side of things. It's almost like uh, the, the dark side in, in that respect. I think, I think like with any sort of mental health, it sort of, it sort of all comes around that is that people see us as a dark side, and it's about actually it's not a dark side. This is, you know, this is real people's problems. Just like, you know, if you've got a cold, you take some tablets. This is, this is a problem that people need to
3: deal with. I mean, what was incredibly grounding for me yesterday is that I went to an event in Milton Keynes and uh, I listened to this really successful uh, DJ called Miss Respect and she spent you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes talking about her, immense journey that she's been on, how utterly successful she's been in the drum and bass arena. Yeah. But then she topped it off for the last five minutes saying that her own personal life was, you know, was full of mental health issues, you know, concerning her husband and also the family. And, you know, that, that sort of, to look at, you wouldn't think that she, you know, she had this going on in her life. And I think that's absolutely, uh, about a number of people that you look at you look at them on face value and you think do you know what they can't possibly have anything wrong in their life because they're smiling they're happy but here we are this evening you know and this is all about mental health you know and and, and everyone's been touched by it
1: nobody realizes who's been touched by it until you you dig a bit deeper people don't know people's past Um, they don't know the backstory you know people are defined by things like this uh, and that makes is it quite humbling for you to be in, involved in something like this evening? Yeah. What does it mean so to it, you? It's, it's about giving back, you know. Uh, we always, you know, we've said it before about giving back to DJs, but sometimes it's not about repaying someone specifically, it's this is about giving back to the whole community, you know, and what George has done here, in terms of bringing the whole community here in Wickham and, and, and the wider Buckinghamshire, is, uh, is phenomenal, you know, he's sort of bringing this to the forefront and giving the right exposure that he
3: needs. Well, thank you for that, Mark. I guess you and I need to get on and do our DJ set now. Yep. So uh, no, we're, no, we're, we're doing back-to-back for the first time ever this evening, <laughs> no, no, that should be quite be fun, fun, shouldn't it? So, no, be uh, really good. well, yeah. all I'm gonna say on behalf of me is good luck to you. And good luck to yourself. All right, then, <laughs> thanks for that, buddy. Cheers, mate. <laughs> okay, so finally this evening I'm joined by George Fonseca, who is not only an amazing DJ, a member of the DJ Growth Lab, which I'm a member of, but the organizer of this fantastic event, Buck's Open Mind in High Wycombe. So, good evening, George. Good evening, Matt. So, do you want to tell me a little bit about your motivation for putting on this evening?
0: Well, uh, my motivation starts with um, uh, a family issue. Uh, My daughter suffers of anxiety. And uh, sometimes he, attends uh, himself. Uh, so me and my wife uh, were thinking. Well, we have to do something, and we have to help others. Not only my daughter, uh, my oldest one. We have 14. Is Diana, uh, but other persons. And when when I stop to look around, I see Diana is not the, on- the only case. It's more than that. Uh, more than one. It's thousands, Uh, one in four, one in four persons suffer of uh, mind uh, problems. So we think, well, if we're going to do something and I'm a DJ, uh, it has to be a a music event. So I get together a few friends, like Olam here uh, on my side, uh, Sassi B, uh, Sandy, Andreas, Sam, um, uh, Inception, um, VDJ Jarp, and we're getting most amazing
3: time today. We are sat in Wickham Arts Centre, yeah. and for, for those people that aren't aware of what sort of venue, this is an old church, and the, the acoustics in here is amazing. And, you know, we've just been outside, and we've just seen how many people are queued up, ready to come in this is just going to be absolutely amazing this evening and do you know what from from, as somebody who has suffered from mental health issues myself i'm absolutely touched I, i just can't get over how important a night like this is to bring so many people together and i've got nothing but admiration for you and maria for putting this on and more importantly given your you know your own personal backstory to this and the issues. This this has got to be incredibly hard yet rewarding for you. Do you not think? It is very
0: rewarding. Uh, two months ago, <laughs> on, the, on this two, two, two months, I, I, I'm uh, starting to sorting this out. That event, uh, I was very stressed, very tired because I sleep every day one hour a day. Um, but yeah, uh, today I just feeling very very big, uh, very amazing inside, very uh, hopeful uh, to change something on on that town and uh, not only that town, around the world, uh, with everyone who messes with other persons about mind and um, they joke about it, uh, they don't understand, Uh, we should understand, we should say say, say to the other ones, we love you, Uh, we are here, Uh, take my hand, go up. Straightforward. Come join. Come, come come and join us because that one is going to be out of his world. I,
3: I'm incredibly proud of you, George. We're, we've become really good friends. You've got, you know, you've got a big heart. But what what's been amazing is that you know, there's a general perception that people with mental health issues are weak, and you are far from weak. You are one of the strongest. Most outgoing and courageous people that I have met so far in my DJ career, and I am humbled almost to be playing with you this evening. You know, and we'll, we'll see how my DJ set goes with Mark. You know, who's Inception. This is the first time we're back to back. <laughs> Hope I don't fuck it up too much. But Joel, I know you will. I want to say this is incredibly important. You know, you you can be a top flight DJ and you could be absolutely going somewhere, but unless you've got a purpose or you're giving something back, you're not quite complete. And all I can say is, do you know what, George? You aren't really giving something back this evening. You know, you brought in some fantastic DJs, I'm biased, obviously. Uh, you brought in some fantastic DJs and you're putting on such a good evening for the benefit of others. So that must feel really good to you.
0: Is, uh, it feels, it feels, it feels amazing. It feels amazing. It feels amazing to be surrounded uh, from you, Olam, um and to the other, to the other ones. When I get that group together, it was for, for a reason. And uh, when I think on Olam, Mark Parsington, and I just listened to your podcast. It meant a lot one, I just cried because I just see uh, too much in, in me on you. Because I, I, I passed I pass my things on my life. It was uh, a mirror of what you um, get on your life. Uh, I didn't I, I never hurt myself never. But I have a few times uh, I was thinking well uh, someday someday uh, i gonna give a, a, I'm gonna shoot my head and, and that's it. But I keep going, uh, keep pursuing my dream. Uh, I raised my daughter alone uh, since Diana asked to uh, now she's 14 and Diana it's the, the person who give me the the trigger to keep keep going on um, when I leave uh, my my career of DJ uh, 11 years ago uh, I was on on top ones in Portugal and uh, I didn't regret in the moment, but after a few years, uh, two, two, three years ago, I started regretting that, and I started to be sad. Uh, nothing complete me. Uh, the job I had, I, I suffered bullying on that, on that uh, job I had um, with everyone, start with my, my boss, with uh, all the members of the company, uh, because I was a, a very strong person, a very strong mentality. Uh, I did a lot on that company. Uh, I changed the company from bottom to the top and I changed it for better. But they didn't recognize that. And after eight years, I just said to Maria, I can't get anymore. That's it. I'm going to give up. And I give up. Sorry, guys, I'm repeating so. no, no, no. <laughs> myself. I give up. Uh, and then. Month after, a month after, uh, I just joined Grow Lab, and I met amazing, amazing persons, amazing, amazing people on, on that group. Uh, I met you, um, Danny Savage, uh, Graham, Sassy B, Sandy, all the, all the DJs on here tonight I met on on, on, Grow, on Grow Lab. So uh, it was very different from, from, from the background in Portugal because the background in Portugal of the DJ community is very hard. Uh, it's not getting together like we are here. Uh, it's, very, it's very difficult to get there. Uh, you have to be very good to, to play in on some, some, some of the clubs. And here is very different. The, all the people are very friendly, and that's, that is amazing, that is amazing.
3: All I'm gonna say, uh, while we bring this to a close, and um, George, you have made the world a little bit smaller this evening. You've brought so many people together. I'm watching people coming in this evening and all I can say is you and your vision has just made the world a little bit smaller and us a little bit closer to each other. So on behalf of many people that will be listening to this or you know sharing this, that have struggled in their life or maybe had a few dark days, like we, we all have them, thank you for going that extra step and just bringing us all together. No,
0: I am the one who has to say thanks to all of you, especially you uh, and uh, George, my wife. My wife is the amazing support. We're doing that thing together. Uh, and what I can say is, um, together uh, we are stronger. Uh, together we can make a difference, not only one person. Uh, I'm starting that, that one today, but, I think if we join everyone around the world, we're gonna be make a, a huge difference. That, that's what I intend
3: with that party. Okay, thank you. Let's go and uh, enjoy the music. Let's enjoy the music.
2: You can follow Olam on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube and listen on Soundcloud, Mixcloud and iTunes. Tune in for more mixes, playlists, podcasts and this eagerly awaited track.